Welcome back to the Combat Chain. I am your host, Patrick. My next cosplay is going to be Eradicate Corpse number 15, Shaw. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam. The only blue pitch I'm worried about is my graded heart of Findel, Philip Chuck. Adam, how are you doing today? Man, if I own a great if I owned a graded heart of Findel, I would not be worried about anything in life whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, a little a little uh little exaggeration on my part for the uh, epithet this week is it uh, the the only graded card i own is my uh gold foil talismanic lens i do hold it dear to my heart all right but that you, you know what that's a hard hard earned gold foil you got it was you got there those, I mean, was it though? Fond, when, fond when, memories. When we look back at wh- how truly powerful Scalata Viz with Revel at his full potential was, was it really that hard earned? Yes, it was because you know what it 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 lost anyways. Like it was it was unfavored into Starvo, unfavored into Prism by the end anyways. So you did it. You earned it. All right. This is so. <clears throat> this is the 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 last episode of 2022. Um, so we're gonna do a wrap up episode. We're going out with a bang. And to help us, we uh, we brought on our I don't know, the most exciting guest that I I could possibly think of. Uh, so let's let's bring her in right now. Uh, she is a two time Taylor Card winner, having won the cosplay contest at Pro Tour New Jersey as Exude Confidence, and followed that up with another win at Worlds in San Jose as Chain. She's a Dash main, and perhaps my favorite part of Flesh and Blood Twitter, Carolina Alvarado. Carolina, welcome to the Combat Chain. Super super happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for for humoring us. Uh, hopefully, this is uh, uh, you, you've been on a bunch of podcasts uh, uh, as of late. I hope this is up to snuff. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's excellent to have you here. Uh, so before we get into our questions, uh, we do have a bit of uh, news coming up. So first, Adam, uh, give us some of the latest Fab Team Cup updates. Yeah, Pat, it's been super exciting to see this thing unfold. Uh, we have, as of December 12th, entered the top 16. Uh, so after the round robins, uh, you know, they everybody played their, their first three rounds of guaranteed games and, and the dust has settled. And now we're mm-hmm. into the elimination rounds. And these are, are uh, exciting rounds because e- each game really matters now. I mean, every game mattered right from the get go, but now they extra matter. Uh, as uh, <laughs> they just regular mattered before now, they matter the most. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a times two multiplier on the they mattering. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's going to be super excited, or super exciting to see this unfold. Uh, some. I mean, there, there's a, a lot of a lot of big names, a lot of interesting teams that have made it into the top 16. Uh, I'm not going to sit and rattle through it all here. You can, uh, if you want to see it all, uh, you can go to the. Uh, I'll leave it in the description. The, the 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 Fab Team Cup page where you can track all the stats and see 
uh, see exactly who's in the runnings for uh, first place in the Fab Team Cup. But I can say it's been super exciting to follow. Uh, some big names still involved. Uh, yours truly, Team Combat Chain, is just holding... I'm going to... I'm going to say holding on by a fingernail at this point because we, you know, we were 2-0 uh, going into the last round of the round robin and then things kind of fell apart. We played uh, the Greek team, Fab Chaos, and now we're, uh, uh, what is it, Pat? We're, we're going into the elimination rounds with a losing record or something like that? Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> we are going in uh, with a, a team record of 7-8. and eight with uh, myself contributing three of those losses each of the first three weeks. So you're welcome for that contribution. And we are going up against uh, the team, uh, the team from Hong Kong, uh, the sister, the sister team of the card guys, uh, Blue Pitch, which uh, are for the, for the season, they're 12 and three. The only other team that went 12 and three for the season is the card guys. Uh, they test together. They 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 do all sorts of collusion. There's that a bunch sure... of machines over there. They are. They are. They're crazy. They they've rotated all their heroes. They rotated all their players. There's no like. There's no pattern. There's they're just well-oiled machines. Everyone's good at everything. And we're we're gonna knock the crap out of them. I tell you what. And oh you know boy. what the best part about it is that is I'm not on the roster this week. So you guys are almost. It's like a shoe in. You guys are almost guaranteed to go. You're going to go 4-1. At least that's my call right now. Man. Sans so are you saying that you're the reason? You're like their anchor? I am like... I, I'm like their the emotional, the emotional you support You are what's bringing animal. them down. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm that anchor for sure. Yes. I, I am the... Shrunk. They chucked into the ringer. Yeah, I am. I am the. I am the seven and seven and eight. Like I am just. I am just garbage uh, compared to most of the team. I. 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 hundred percent exploited my position as as a as a internet podcast personality to get on the competitive team, and showed exactly why I should not uh, be there in the first place. Carolina, are you? Are you? Uh, do you? How hard do you follow the Fab Team Cup? Have you? Have you? Uh, have you heard of the competition that's going on here? I have heard of the competition. I've been watching it. I have. I'm not playing in it, thank God, because I'm an anchor for sure. Um, but I have been watching it closely on the internet. Excellent, excellent. Do you have? Do you? Uh, are you, are you uh, rooting for any particular team? Uh, uh, as it as it as it as it goes if, here. If I said a team. I can't. I no. Okay. <laughs> My team Listen. lost. I was rooting for the Clout Chasers, and they lost. They did. Horribly. They did. Horribly. Unfortunate. We are, we are also big friends so, of the Clout Chaser team. At the moment, I am not yeah. rooting for anybody. That's I'm rooting fair. for everybody at the exact same time. <laughs> That's all right, right? Everyone's a winner. The real tournament is the friendships we made around uh, along the way. So after... The real uh, tournament is the enemies we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making enemies, uh, the uh, James White... Uh, who won't who won't come on to the show? Won't return my phone calls, my letters. Won't respond to my pictures that I send them. James, I love you. What kind you. of pictures are you sending, James? Uh, do, wait, I, just, I don't know if I want to know the answer to that. Just I'm just I'm just trying to entice him any way I can. I don't understand it. Uh, but he did write a lovely article on the Fab Team. Uh, the Fab Team. It'd be great if he was part of the Fab Team Cup. He is not. Uh, not uh, yet. On the on the mother on the mothership, uh, FabTCG.com. We got the organized play 2023 announcement. 
So, okay, okay, hot um, take. Yeah? That was a non-announcement. Yes, you know what? We got we got yes. the, the one piece of confirmation <laughs> that there's only going to be one Pro Tour, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And that was a bunch of right. fluff. And I'm a little ticked about it. We got a calling announcement. We got a calling announcement. We did, we did, right? We got a calling. So let's, let's, we'll do a little Cliff's Notes dive here. So... Uh, once again, $1 million total in prize money for Organized Play 2023. Now, when they first announced these numbers, it seems really big until you think about what they're actually saying here, right? So 300000 for for the world's prize pool money. Great. One tournament, 300000 uh, Status quo, what they had, 100000 first prize. Great. Pro Tour, 200000 uh budget. We know that there's only one pro tour, so great, two hundred thousand. Okay, we're 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 there. Probably uh, I forget what uh, what first prize was in the last couple pro tours. Uh, last first place in the last two pro tours was twenty five k, so oh, I would oh, assume oh. it'd be fifty k for this one then. Okay, all right, all right. So Which I mean, that's it, still right? that's not bad. Like no, no, it's lump not bad. sum it's not for bad first place. Two hundred thousand for for the calling. Now, this is where things can get kind of dicey. So it's a $200,000 budget for the calling, not just, uh, but not just a calling. It's not a $200,000 because that would make it like a several million dollar contribution to organized play, right? So it's a $200,000 prize budget for all the callings, right, that are going to happen in 2023, which makes it a little, it depends on how many uh, they're going, uh, that they're, they're going to have. Uh, we know at least one. And that's the calling Indianapolis, um, but we don't know how many others. And the so, calling in Auckland. That's right. That's right. That's right. I should know that because Melody is is all over that. Mm-hmm. Um, We're so traveling we down for that, right, Pat? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna swim there. Um, <laughs> we have two hundred thousand for national championships, of which there was, I think, last uh, there was thirty six national championships uh, in twenty twenty two. Uh, I don't. I don't think any more nations have come up. So, but you might see one in uh, like South America for Brazil. Uh, you might see one in Japan this year uh, in 2023. So you'll see a couple more. But you're okay. just you're diluting that pool. So to see 200k committed to national championships, I'm gonna be real honest. If I come in 11th place again and get boxes of uprising, I'm gonna flip yeah. a table. Flip it. Flip it, man flip it that, that um, like it'll... it's got it well and i think that was in part the the organizer for the canadian nationals like it was marginally better than it was year one but still mm-hmm. our our canadian hear... scene's hurting we don't we we need like yeah right you guys have <sighs> great players in terrible venues that's what i hear oh it's not even no it's the venues are there it's we have terrible organizers it, nobody's willing to step up and do it the way it needs to be done i'd do it but i don't got the capital I'd be I'd be a great tournament organizer. This would be I'd, I'd throw it all over sell over a the mountain. Or two. I say that again. You can sell a kidney or two, put together a national yeah. championship. Yeah, that's right. Nah, Just kidneys don't sell for enough. I need to sell like a lung or something like that. <laughs> oh. yeah, you can do that. I mean, it doesn't have to be yours. 
Oh, fair. That's, fair. I'm just kidding. Right? Right? Look, transients, like, you do quick blood tests, make sure that, it, you know, it's viable. Uh, once the blood tests come, look, you just, you finish the job, take their organs. No questions, no muss, no fuss. Make sure you have a cooler, some ice. So easy, what are easy. we talking here? Like uh, a 50% easy. deal, I give the, the supplier 50%. I, I'm going to call them supplier because it sounds way more appropriate than like patient or something like that. Uh, 50% of the deal and then I just have to like... Because I, I, I'm sure I could fumble fuck my way through like extracting a kidney from someone. Carolina, what is your, uh, what is your opinion on the organ harvesting trade in Canada? Uh, I think the August harvesting trade in Canada uh, needs to be more regulated. I feel like it Mm -hmm. um, should be bigger than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they should take um, some advice from America, you know, uh, a few Tinder dates. That's one organ per Tinder date. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> really got to lure, lure it in. We know Seb McKinnon supports unregulated organ harvesting. Um, so uh, onward. Uh, so uh, Legend Story Studios is understaffed, so they can't tell us when uh, when we'll have tournaments in the future. And that's my big takeaway from all of uh, all of the organized play announcement here is that we have a pro tour ish. We know when ish can't do it because it's not there's no venue yet we know that there's no location i'm sure they're working on it but by working on it <clears throat> i feel I like james white is like don't go ahead think that we know exactly i hate that they said ish i don't like that they said oh it's between april and may i'm like okay we already knew that mm-hmm. we already mm-hmm. knew that it was in between april and may like we just yeah. assumed and you like confirmed it but give us at least a, a tiny little date between right. this week and this week Please, mm-hmm. please. Yep, and I think I think so everyone going into this saw the right saw the icon on the main page and went, "We're getting Pro Tour 2023." And then you open it and you're like, "Okay, great, we got money. Okay, we got this. You we get, get this. one calling in February." That's right. <clears throat> yep, the big fuck you. Uh, so they did. They did. Uh, one thing I do like is that they defined their seasons. Right, so there's three product releases this year. So we know that uh, Outsiders is coming out. Very excited. We'll we'll touch on that in a little later. Um, <clears throat> but Outsiders coming up is a standalone draft set uh, that will be associated with the Pro Tour, and that season is uh, between March and June. <clears throat> then we're going into national season where they're going to release uh, their their one and only uh, expansion set, like supplemental, they call them right. Supplemental sets are now expansion sets. Expansion sets are draftable sets. We're not playing magic. We're in flesh and blood standalone sets or draft sets. Uh, expansion nationals, July through September. And then finally, October through January, the second draftable standalone set will be centered around worlds. Now I like that they're doing this. If they put, 10 weeks in front of outsiders and pro tour i think i think we're still going to have a bit of a problem here so i think they just need to kind of give me give me give me five to six weeks to to get comfortable with the set test cc and play i mean based off the release window we have for outsiders and the theoretical window we have for for pro tour where i guess i was gonna say yeah i guess pro tour three um yeah, it makes sense that like I think that that little gap in time kind of makes sense. Like 
Pro Tour will line up appropriately for that, I think, it looks like. Carolina. Yes. You look like you were going to say something. I agree. That's all. Okay. All right. Excellent. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal it from you. (laughs) That's all right. I just want to give you you your opportunity. No, you're good. Fine. Steal everything from me. It's fine. Um, we, uh, we got, uh, location announcements as well. So, uh, let's see where we're all going, uh, uh, at least this spring. So first calling in Indianapolis, February 3rd through 5th. Are we going? I'm not going. Carolina, are you going to calling in Indianapolis? I might be going. We um, got a baby. okay. So funny story, funny story. I thought the calling it was March 28th. Then I checked this morning. It's actually February 3rd through the 5th. Um, I don't uh-huh, know uh-huh. where I pulled March 28th. I think I just pulled it out of my ass because I was like, wait, what's March 28th? Nothing. Nothing. Was it the previous um, calling? Because calling in Indianapolis in 2022 was in late March. So it might have been. There you go. Hey, I'm, I'm just, I just I'm like woke up bone, one day and all. thought it was March. <laughs> no, I'm just stupid. But now that it's earlier than I than I expected, I don't know. Uh, okay. Most likely, yes, but don't quote me on that. Okay, all right. No quoting, Carolina. Uh, calling Auckland, New Zealand, February 24th to through 26th. This is a definite for me. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> anybody else. On a scale of one to ten, one being not attending, ten <laughs> being extremely attending. I'm a full ten on this one. Yeah, excellent. All right, we got some New Zealand migrants. <clears throat> I uh, I am absolutely not going uh, no, there. No, no, no there's no way I'm going to be able to make that happen. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Um, but I do think that's going to be I'm one a of the rational ones. decision five. <laughs> Say it one more time. I'm sorry, you cut out. I'm one irrational decision away from going to the calling in Auckland. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Go for it. You got to live your best life, right? So if you can get on a plane and get over there, or I don't know, do they take boats there? Is it, is it, is oh, it you do to not want to take a boat. No, you, 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 you don't want to do the whole transnational. Not taking a boat. Okay. Uh, we're talking no, like the difference no, between like hours and months. I believe. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, I do think the calling, I, look, New Zealand seems like a lovely place, but there's not a lot of p- people there. I don't know if it'll be one of those like, the top attended callings of all time. But one of the things that they talked about was scaling some of these prize structures here. And I do believe the calling. I do know that the prize pool in Auckland is 10K. Okay. All right. Right. So uh, I don't have the attendance structure in front of me, but I do believe that it is one of the the smaller ones. I I think last Uh, I heard, like the last calling in, in New Zealand was about 100 to 150 people. No, but that was that was that was even in the before times. No, that was like, that was that monarch. Was when... Before times. Was it? Was it? Yeah, was that that the was mid uh... times. That was yeah. Matt well, Rogers won like that pre... one. Pre. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. that was pre Vegas. I mean, right? So, so pre Vegas so is the before times. With within that context, what? So you could maybe expect two hundred at the next one. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd say two hundred. I think so. And that's that's, like, that's a reasonable estimate. Reasonable. 
Yeah, right. But that's also all the fab players in New Zealand. So like you're really getting 100 percent saturation. And you get you get people, but you're not just going to get New Zealand. You're going to get Australia. You're going to get Indonesia, Malaysia. um, You're going to get some U.S. people. Yeah, you probably will get, get some tryhards. You get the and Brendan Patrick's that want to. I I don't. I bet you Brendan Patrick do doesn't it. travel for this one. But like no, even no, but even dipping up into Brendan into Patrick type more northern Asia, like it's not unreasonable to make that commute from there even. Mm-hmm. That's so true. that's true. So maybe you could see. Yeah, uh, maybe even three hundred then in this one. All right, so we also have there's I think I'm still they sticking said, to like two two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty is okay. the over under. Two forty nine and a half is the over under for the betting uh for the bookies. All Price right. right. So rules. we also have about fifty battle hardens up from I believe it was thirty. Uh and lightning round, we have battle hard in Leeds, Battle Hard in New Jersey, Battle Hard in Belgium, Battle Hard in Barcelona, and Battle Hard in Charlotte from uh, January all the way through March, uh, respectively. There, uh, quickly, anyone go into one? I might go to Charlotte if I could can swing it. But other than that, hmm. uh, it's not on the table for this guy. I no definite no. Maybe Charlotte if the cards are right. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening once again. No. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Battlehardens like, are a bitch to travel to for yeah, what they are. They're too. not like, it's bang for bucks not there. Not really, for, where are you coming from? Where are you where what's your region of the US? Oh my region of the US is the middle of America. I am from Missouri. Missouri, all right. I am from Massachusetts. He's from West Coast Canada. But they don't they hate New England. They hate New England. I just want I want a calling Boston. That's all I want. I'll die happy. I'll retire if, if that's what it takes. I will stop playing Flesh and Blood would if it makes nice me quite happy. calling Boston. I would go. It's great. Seaport District, can, uh, International Give Convention you one, Center. Give you one calling, and then you're quitting yeah, right after. Yeah, forced. I have to, well, yeah, they'll force me out uh, when that happens. Um, they'll ban you. That's, they'll just blacklist me. It wouldn't be the first time I've been blacklisted from something. Um <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to some questions for Carolina. Uh, you have been on a few podcasts, notably Funder most recently. Uh, so I don't want to rehash questions. Uh, so by all means, tell me you're sick of uh, hearing these. Uh, so if you could give our audience a quick overview of how Flesh and Blood came into your life, we would appreciate that. Flesh and Blood came into my life, which is... Okay, so Flesh and Blood came into my life when I dated a guy and he showed me Flesh and Blood. That is the base of my story. And it is a little embarrassing. Yes. Um, uh, I did I did enjoy the game. I did hate the game. I went through a lot of emotions when I first got into it. Um, started with Monarch, Monarch Blitzdex. Didn't like Leviah, even though I was playing Leviah. Um, I, I did... I went through a lot of men being mean to me at the start of my whole flesh and blood journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't let it bother me as much, but then it bothered me a lot. Um, But basically that's what it is. It's like I got into a game. Somebody else, somebody else showed me Um, he was into magic and stuff. So he was also really competitive and I was also really competitive. And so the only reason I stayed in the game is because I wanted to beat 
my boyfriend at least once, at least once. And then I started going to armories and I started beating people at armories and that fueled my competitiveness. So I just stayed. Now I'm here. Excellent. Hey, and we got there, right? Here's the cliff notes. Love it. Uh, so what about the game? Uh, what about the game really stood out to you that made you go like this? This story has been told, uh, uh, you know, a thousand times, right? Girl meets cards. Uh, boy meets cards. They don't like them and they walk away. They try a little bit and they go. But now you've decided that flesh and blood is worth sticking around for. What 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 about it really stood out to you? The art, honestly. Um, I'm a hard aesthetic-driven person. Um, I did get into the game around Monarch, um, and I did realize about a few weeks ago that Monarch has the best color scheming. All of the com- if you if you were to draft anything, if you were just to open a box of Monarch and you put all of the different cards together, their color scheming is absolutely gorgeous. They all go together. It doesn't matter if it's a mech a mechanologist or a rune blade or anything the color scheming is just there and i'm a whore for color theory so it's just so aesthetically pleasing um uh i think that's what it was it was just the art and the aesthetics of of it all that just drew me to constantly pick up a card look at it and want to put it in my deck even though it's such a bad card to play I can definitely appreciate that, especially I'm a, I've always been a big fan of the I, I agree with the artwork. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the just I don't know, the violence, I guess, in the in the art. Like <laughs> it, it feels like it's the only card game that really wants to go there. And even if you look at Shred from Dynasty right now, right, that's like the most feels like one of the most just like gratuitous cards. And it's just it's bold. It's out there and you just got to deal with it. And they no holds barred there so i can definitely appreciate that and then uh the foiling right uh, all-time best foil tcg that i can amazing. it's so I good i love the foiling the, the monarch uh like heralds foil uh the herald foils amazing it just blows me away yeah. um yeah. but the way that amazing. they do that is great um no complaints in the art department 100 percent agree um so you had mentioned this, and I, I've heard this a little bit, right? Uh, you really, you really didn't get like a friendly reception when you first first came in here, and uh, like you you persevered through that. Um, have you? You're kind of you're kind of like a big name in the community now. You like, people know you, they recognize you. Are you still getting that kind of negative? Like we, like we all know what that is, right? There's, there's guys can't really handle some of this, right? They, they, they can't handle a new person entering into, you know, into their, their layers. You know, they get super uncomfortable and uh, they lash out, right? And it just, there's a reason that you, you don't see a lot more female representation in, in TCGs, and it's, it has nothing to do with that, right? It has everything to do with just that, that outside treatment. Um, tell me a little bit about i guess your progression into into now has that has that improved markedly or is there still kind of this negative atmosphere uh that's kind of underlying maybe yeah it's definitely improved um the more like the more i dive into the community the more it improves 
Um, I don't want to say that it's improved as a whole. I don't know how other women feel in, while in this space. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to make it clear that I am not going to say that the entire situation of like women feeling safe in like their LGS has improved. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. that because I'm not one to speak for all women and all of their experiences. Um, for me personally, it has improved and I've tried so hard, so hard to not speak on pop, like just only speak the positive. I want oh, to speak oh. about my negative um, interactions. I want to make it known that these things happen. I don't want me to say, oh my God, I'm having a great time. This is a safe space. And then another person come in and it's not safe for them. And they came in because I told them that my situation my situation is completely different from another person's. Um, if another woman comes in and doesn't feel comfortable, I want them to feel comfortable enough to talk to me because I'm not going to say, oh, well, that's not true because this is this is how I see it. It's completely different for me. Uh -huh. And I know that it's completely different for me because I fought for it to be different for me. I... I'm very vocal about the bad things that have happened. If somebody were to come up to me in person and ask me, hey, what happened here? I'll tell them, hey, yeah, um, I went to a tournament and the entire weekend, it was all downhill, went uphill. Everyone was nice to me. Turns out they were only nice to me because they liked my face and they would, I would walk away and they would just talk about my body or say, just really gross stuff about women as soon as I would walk away like oh she's going to be mine by the end of the weekend or stuff like that and I would have to oh. hear it at dinner with all of my other friends telling me hey this is what happens like things like this happened happen and they're not going to tell it to my face they're going to tell it to their other friends and then other people are going to have the courage to tell me I want to be I want to be very vocal about that. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, this was a great weekend, when in reality, I almost quit my game. I almost didn't come back after that. And I stayed because I had other people to talk to. I stayed because I had a small community that I could complain to. I want to be somebody that's open to complaining. I don't want somebody to come to me and not feel safe, I guess you could say. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I, you mentioned, uh, I, I believe you've brought up that small community uh, before. Is that, uh, is that the, 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 the crew over at uh, uh, the Pitch Perfect pod and, and their Discord and the, the likes of Kiki and, and, and Melody and such? Yeah, it's um, it's a few people everywhere, I guess you could say. Um, mm -hmm. it's my friend Ashley, there's Kiki, um, my friend Frank, uh, Frank Hung, who's also been on this podcast, uh, show, Jason yeah. Lai, uh, just a lot, a lot of different people. Friend of the show, friend of the pod. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a bunch of different people. Um, they're like my closest people. Uh, I don't really, I'm not really in like every Discord. I'm in every Discord, but I like, I peruse like a little snake, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm in everything everywhere all at once and i'm friends with everybody and i am small enemies with everybody at the exact same time excellent excellent uh now you uh you definitely make enemies in the uh the competitive cosplay scene you 
are a two-time cosplay champion and here at the combat chain we love to focus on the competitive side of things and that's that is the main motivation for having you uh, come on we love to have the champions on here uh let's talk a little bit about uh cosplay as competition now getting into uh coming into pro tour uh new jersey uh where where was your mindset in like you how long was exude confidence in your head and were you intending on just coming in there and and just fucking killing it and wanting to win or are you there to have a good time and that kind of ignited the the spark afterwards or tell me tell me exude confidence leading up to pro tour new jersey here oh I am a very competitive person, like I said. Um, so whenever I saw the tailor, I said, I'm going to win that. And I put everything together with a false sense of confidence that I was going to win. And I manifested that I was going to win. I did not have a single doubt in my mind because I have this false sense of confidence. Oh, I... Oh. Basically said, I'm going to put this together and I'm going to win no matter how bad or good it is. And then I and then I won. You certainly did. You really I, and you really pulled it off. And the, the best part is that so both of us were there and I, I distinctly remember going, that's exude confidence just walking around here. That's it's exactly who that is. And then we saw that you won. We're like, that makes sense. That was because it was either that, or I believe like a, I, I, Ethan Van Sant tried real hard, but was not, uh, was no match, uh, there. So I still think he got robbed. I still think he got robbed. He should have placed at least he should have placed. And he did. He should have, he should have, uh, also a friend of friend of the pod, friend of the channel, recent guest, uh, Ethan Van Sant. We feel for you. You're, your lung, your lung, your young Levia cosplay is 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 fantastic. Uh, so afterwards, what what was the what happens afterwards? You 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 go into uh, do you start immediately planning for the next the next one the next Taylor card to win there, or you take some time off? How does uh, what happens between uh, New Jersey and San Jose? Uh, in, like in your co competitive cosplay uh, career here? Well, um, I like to say that I went straight into, like in a perfect world, I would go straight into another cosplay. Um, I kind of have to go into a hibernation for about a month or else I'll mm -hmm. go insane. Um, I definitely did go insane when I was putting together Exude Confidence. Um, because it took me about, I'd like to say, I'm a really big procrastinator. This is some story time for you. I'm a really big oh. procrastinator. So mm -hmm. I put together the belt for my exude confidence a month in advance. And I said, oh, the belt's done. That's the hardest part. Good. I took two weeks off of, off of just, I didn't touch the cosplay. I didn't touch the cosplay for two weeks after that. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the calendar. I'm like, oh, shit. Pro tours in two weeks, and I have some, and I'm leaving town for like a weekend, so I have like maybe a week to finish this. And so I finally finished it. I didn't sleep for five days, but I did finish it. Okay. Um, and then we get to New Jersey, and then I realize I forgot half of it at home. Oh no! And so I had to make yes, 
I had to make a bunch of stuff while I was in my hotel in New Jersey. Also, paint my swords because my swords were not painted the night before New Jersey. And my swords also got completely wrecked in on the plane ride there. On the plane ride there, wrecked, wrecked. So I had to fix those two. Um, but I did go insane. Like it, I didn't sleep for five days because of how stressed out I was. And the same thing happened when I was doing chain. Like I went into chain with a different mind, like a different mindset. I was not expecting to win with that one. I was like, I don't have any idea what is going to win. Um, I'm just going to do what sparks joy. Uh, because with Exude Confidence, it was the one and only card that sparked actual joy in me at the point at the time. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm, I don't care. I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. And so I tried in between those times, I tried three different cosplays. I tried Fi, and I finished Fi's armor and then I completely scrapped it because I hated it so much. And then I tried, what else did I try? I tried a lot. I tried two different ones and I can't remember, but I definitely tried. Oh, I tried Rise from the Ashes and then I put that together. And Frank was actually Rise from the Ashes at um, San Jose because uh -huh. we were going to match. We were going to match. And then I ended up going to Italy and forgetting about it and then coming back and then remembering it and then scrapping it completely, scrapping it again. Um, and so. I stuck with chain. I'm like, this is the one thing that sparks joy. It's not going to win, but it's it it gives me it motivates me. It motivates me. I need something that'll motivate me enough to finish it, or else I am not going to finish it. I'm gonna take another two weeks off and procrastinate my life away, and then two days before whatever competition, I'm gonna finish it then, and I can't do that to myself because it's it kills me. It killed me. Adam, it seems uh, Frank got uh, Arsenal passed by Carolina on the chain costume. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Long Sorry. story. We're not going We're to. We're supposed to twin. <laughs> um, I, so I've got, I've got so many questions. I told him, like, hey, listen, I don't have time for this. <laughs> he pulled it off though he, he 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 seemed to be a good sport we love frank he's his uh his take on on a lot of the uh a lot of the costumes are are fantastic now like so how 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 deep do you go into here like all right you have the exude confident swords so there you didn't you didn't smith them uh from metal but what what are they made of, uh, out of exactly here how how hardcore do you go into the material part of uh, of the cosplay uh, process Oh, I go hardcore. I go grass. Did you in fact I don't have Smith the 3D printer the, or the swords? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just, they, yes they I are smithed them out of out of metal. Steel. Yep. Blood, sweat, and tears. No. No, I, I do go grassroots with my cosplay only because I do love I love foam. I love creating everything out of foam. Mm -hmm. Um I just love the process of it, of it just looking like an absolute mess. And then I wither it and I sculpt it and it looks amazing at the end. And I love the grassrootsness of it. Um, one of these days I'll buy a 3D printer. Today is not one of those days. Um, tomorrow, maybe. Next week, probably not. But um, the holidays are coming, love, folks. Carolina needs foam. a 3D printer. My birthday 
is soon. My birthday is four days after Christmas. If you want to buy me a 3D printer, ooh, you know, you know. That, that is tragic timing. Uh, I my my birthday is exactly it's one horrible. month. It's purgatory. It really is. It, my my family has treated my birthday as purgatory, and and I just accepted that. But I'm January 25th, so I'm exactly one month out. And uh, ever since I ever since uh, I escaped, I didn't escape. I love my family. My my parents are great, uh, but they they. They very much were uh, uh, like, you know what? Christmas is your birthday. Birthday is Christmas. We'll have a cake on the 26th and and uh, exactly. wrap it all into into a bow here. And then I hear the story. You, you know, you're like like yours is four day one afterwards. Time, it's not enough time. One time, my parents had my birthday a day before my actual birthday, and I didn't know why. Um, turns out they were going to a George Lopez stand-up special on my birthday. Uh, so they just had it a day, a day in advance. Um, I love George Lopez. He's great. Did they invite I, me? No. no. <laughs> but they didn't invite me. It was my birthday. Who is currently your favorite comedian? Oof. Oh, God. Mm. Um, it was John Mulaney, but then he cheated on his wife. Yeah, it, we can't have nice uh, things with comedians. Mine used to be Louis C.K., and we, we can't talk about him anymore either. Ooh. That was a tragic downfall. Ooh. That was. Uh, is Bo Burnham... I mean, I like Bo Burnham. Definitely I, Bo... Has Bo Burnham done anything wrong lately? No, no, but I still wonder if he's okay. That... I It really... It was one of those that uh, that Netflix special there was one of those kind of like maybe we mm-hmm. shouldn't be watching kind of moments like he has a lot of he's he's got a lot of fun songs and they and they hit hit some really important notes. And then, you know, he's crying and it's like, I need to know he's someone yeah. message him and <laughs> please. So the thing with art, um, when I watch that, so a lot of art and a lot of pieces like that affect my mental um i don't know why just music affects me in different ways Mm -hmm. art affects me in different ways and when that came out it definitely affected me in a million different ways the music affected me um the deep cuts that just came out i think a few months ago affected me um Mm -hmm. there's just a lot i a lot of that (laughs) Uh, i i I did not know what to expect going into that And, and uh the white woman's Instagram song, like it just hits me like a, like a ton of bricks, you know, you get just over halfway there. And, uh, and he just, he just transitions into just the most tragic. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's too, what am I doing? I'm, I'm crying in a, a comedic, a comedic special here. I don't know what the hell is happening. Ah, no. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Back. I love that. <laughs> Mine is mine is Anthony Jeselnik, by the way. He's just so uh, I don't know. He's he's the only he's the darkest comedian that uh, is like still okay. Uh, so uh, he's he's I've never what heard I heard of him. I'm gonna look up his specials. Oh god, I don't know the name either. <laughs> what really, Anthony Jeselnik? He's 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 a good one. He's a good one. He's he treads a line. <laughs> so you know it's it it's. <laughs> It's, 
it's not for everyone, but if if you like to if you like to laugh when you're not supposed to, oh, he's 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 got my number for that one for sure. Um, all right, back on the rails, back on the rails here. Uh, so you talked about your mindset going into into uh, the chain cosplay, uh, being a bit different, but that uh, that almost speaks to kind of a quiet confidence, right? You have a you have a process now. You know you you kind of can hunker down and and get things done. Uh, did chain come uh, get off without a hitch, or did you run into problems putting chain together as well? I forgot the middle crotch piece of my chain cosplay. Seems important. And I didn't realize until Friday. Mm-hmm. All right. So I finished. I made sure, made sure to finish absolutely every single piece before packing. Before packing, I made sure, and I put it all on my bed, and I double-checked, and I triple-checked, and I quadruple-checked. Um, my flight wasn't until noon that day, so I made sure mm-hmm. to check. And then I forgot the middle piece on the table on top of my suitcase. I cried so hard. I cried so hard because I, don't think anyone I would blame went you. through every different. I I crossed so many so many things on my list, and I still forgot something. Very stress-inducing. Did not finish that until the night before at, um, I'd like to say, 2 o'clock in the morning. I was having a get-together at my Airbnb at the same time. So everyone around me was, like, drinking and having a great time. And I am working and withering leather and drinking at the exact same time. I'm just like, drink leather. Drink leather. And I start talking. And they're like, no, pay attention right now pay attention i'm like you're right drink leather drink leather. i mean that's a sign of good and then friends somebody throws up on my couch that's the oh, sign no. of not so good oh, friends no. no and then somebody throws up on my couch on my airbnb couch oh, my airbnb charges. couch the surcharges i'm like oh no oh no start freaking out i start freaking out but i had some really good people there i didn't have a washer in my airbnb there were plugins for it but there was no washer which is great uh they washed the blankets for me i made sure that there was no stains on that couch and then after that i kept working on my cosplay the night before and i finally finished it i was supposed to play i did play the calling that next day um i was staying with frank and kiki at our airbnb and so frank actually really helped me finish that cosplay uh and they're like we're just going to miss round one. And then we show up an hour later and the calling still hadn't even started. And we're like, what the hell? What's happening? Um, So we ended up still playing, but then we're like, yeah, I saw that. That's also something that happened to me there. Um, Three rounds in, somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, just letting you know, we don't have your deck. We don't have your deck list. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't have my deck list. I made sure that Kiki, because I didn't have time, I made sure that Kiki registered my deck last night. What do you mean? Um, And they're like, yeah, it's just not there. So, like, finish this round and then meet us over there. And we're like, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I go over there and I'm like, what do I have to do? And they're like, yeah, you just have to fill out this form. You have to write your entire deck list down. I'm like, okay. Uh, How much time do I have? Five minutes. 
People. People. I wanted to die. I wanted to die. And so I was like, okay, um, so it's either I have I have five minutes, I put this down, and I probably get like an IP2 because I'm gonna be late for my next round because I have to do this, or I just drop. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, drop me, please. Because Frank had already dropped at yep. this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frank had already dropped at this point. I'm like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go to the bathroom because there's no bathroom here. Um, first day, the bathrooms Man. were fine. First day, the bathrooms were absolutely fine. The women's bathrooms were fine. But then guys started going in there because they realized oh. there was only one girl, three girls there. And I was one of them. Uh, and Ruin so everything. it's Saturday. The bathrooms are disgusting. I'm going to go like fuck around, uh, find another bathroom. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to socialize for the rest of the day. Um, so I played three rounds of the calling and drop <laughs> three rounds where they didn't even know my deck was just like not there, even though I know it was there because I made somebody else do it for me. The best way. Um, all right, let's. Let, I want. I want to backtrack here. This is a little tangent here. All right, we, we're gonna. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna lead this off with something a little heavy. Okay. Uh, I. I am sober yeah. five years. Okay. Uh, I used to drink super heavily. All right. So. I know. <laughs> I know that at my highest, lowest, whatever you want to call it, I would be up at like I'd be two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, hammered. Right, I could not play a card tournament that next morning, but it seems to be, I don't know, a thing that that happens. Uh, not that everyone was hammered there, but how the hell do you even stay up past like midnight and like wake up uh, to play cards, let alone have I don't know, I guess a good time. <laughs> how do people have good times and still be competitive in card games? Can someone answer that for me? I'll take. I'll open the floor here, Adam. Do you Listen, get? Do you, do you get I... hammered and play? I don't know. That's the thing is, I absolutely do not. I, <laughs> I like uh, on those ga- on those weekends. Like the the idea of going out and partying is 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 fun, but at the end of the day, I am very much like uh, I like I'm in bed by like ten. <laughs> I am the same. I know this is a. It seems to be so, like a young person's game. I'm not. My friend, um, my friend Jacob calls me a chaos queen because I don't oh. sleep at night. I don't sleep. I, I get very energetic about certain projects that I do, and I just go ham. I will not sleep. I will not eat until I finish my project. Then I will sleep for two hours. Get up, fully energized fully energized because of the adrenaline of said project that I'm doing. Um, okay. All right. I'm also All not right. a drinker. I'm a social drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't want to presume that you're, you're I don't know you're why I don't excess. get hangovers. Gonna... You're good. No, you're good. Um, I do drink in excess in social situations though. So you're mm-hmm. not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't get hangovers. I've never had a hangover. Uh, I also don't throw up never thrown up um hey slight flex for slight flex uh, <laughs> first of all you're jinxing yourself <laughs> right now you're just you just put it out there in the universe hey, if it happens it happens if it happens it happens um but i'm just very energetic 
I will mm. I will not sleep for two days and still have enough energy by two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I'll feel like death for like maybe two hours in the morning, but then I'll be fine. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to go back on the rails here. You are chain. You, you win. You win. You win. You win the contest. Uh, I give win. Me, give me a little that bit. Was a about, surprise. Give me, give me some mindset. Uh, give me, give me some of the inside perspective here when they, when they say, Carolina Alvarado wins the cosplay competition. My mindset was why? Because I did not expect to win. I really did not expect to win. I did, like I said, I did it because it was fun. I went in there. Nobody knew who I was. Some people knew who I was. But not a lot of people knew who I was from the get-go. Um, and a lot of people were like, yeah, it's like a second-place cos- cosplay. It's really good, trust me. But it's like a second-placer. And I'm like, fair enough, like, I'm not here to win. I'm just here to be me and have a good time. And then, who, then I won. Who's and I was giving like, you that kind of uh, yeah, constructive great. criticism? Who's going, hey, this is great. It's not the best, but you're good-ish. Who, who's dropping that a kind of line? A lot of people. Oh. A lot of people came up to me and said that. A lot of people. Um, so I was definitely gearing towards I'm going to get second place because everybody told me I'm going to get second place. And I'm like, you know what? A win is a win. A win is a win. Um, And then I got first. And I do think it was like my personality that got me there. Definitely. Um, I like to say that I'm a character. I'm definitely a character. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I do like to I do like to liven up the room. So I'd like to think that Sure, my cosplay was good, but also me embodying a cosplay and embodying a character got me to where I am. Um, just like you can have the best cosplay in the room, but you also have to embody your character and show like your passion for a character. And that's what I like to do. I like to show my passion for whatever I create, which is why I only cosplay things that spark joy, like Marie Kondo, I guess you could say. <laughs> I still fold my clothes uh, based on her recommendations, and it is wonderful. So Love you that. really, you really embody uh, the the darkness that is the demonastery when you are dressed as as chain. You would say, yeah, I'd like to say I'm dramatic as all hell. Um, I am very dramatic. I do like to dive into a character, like. Exude confidence, not an actual character, but I definitely looked into her. When I create a cosplay, I'm spending hours and hours just looking into this art and looking at, into every single detail because I do love to be detail oriented. Mm-hmm, um, uh-huh. And so whenever I look into every single detail, I kind of create a lore behind it, even if there's not a lore behind it. And so at the end of the day, I put all of my garb on. I do my my walkthroughs and do all of all of that jazz, and I just become the person that I want to become at the end of the day. I become the character. I become whatever it is. I'm cosplaying chain, exude confidence, um, sexy Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, stuff like that. Uh, 
And so, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just, I'm going to write that one down because we're going to get back to sexy Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> in one second here. But, uh, all right, so so as Chain, uh, you know, Chain is, uh, uh, we, we talk about a, 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 I, don't know, I guess, what is he, a Runeblade character there. There's a lot of arcane energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of darkness in, and perhaps even a lot of a lot of uh, 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 blood rituals and dark magic here. Which brings us to our first community question uh, from Ryan Legrau asks, "Where do I make the blood sacrifice?" <laughs> um, you can just put it in a little glass vial and give it to me. I do only take blood. Please don't put any other um, bodily liquids in these glass vials. For the love of God, please don't. It's a slippery slope um, immediately. Please do not make sure that there's not any blood open. to Carolina or the combat chain for that matter. We, we no one here wants your fluids. <laughs> All right. I, yeah, I, please I, don't I, send me your fluids. Squeeze it in, but in, honestly, in the flow. We got there. We got there. Uh, wasn't going to throw that at Speaking the of flow, blood sacrifices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you win the next day. A big burly British guy is wearing your costume. Uh, how how does how does Matt folks fit into into the thing that you wore? We have the same build. It's so sad to say, we have the same build. Yeah, the the same shoulder it's, span and um, everything. Yes. Yes. It's the it's because I have I'm an aerialist, so I have big burly man shoulders and lats, um, and so does Matthew Folks, I guess. Um, but how it happened, um, basically, was I win. Somebody gives me a CBD. Somebody gives me a THC gummy, a little gummy <laughs> gummy, and I get. I'm gone. Uh, we end up going back to my Airbnb and I fall asleep on the couch and then I wake up and everyone's gone. I'm like, where the hell did everybody go? And they're like, oh yeah, we just went to the club. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll meet you there then. Uh, I meet everybody there. Um, it's me, Kiki, Frank, Jason. And then, uh, Frank ends up inviting Matt and his friend Pete. Yes. And then we just start dancing, whatever. We go back to my Airbnb and I'm still gone. Um, And so I'm like, who wants to wear the chain cosplay? Because it's on the floor. And Matt's like, I want to. And so I put him in it and I'm like, this is funny. I'm going to take a picture. And then I just post it onto Twitter. And I was like, Matt, do you want to wear this tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. And I said, cool, you're going to wear it tomorrow. Um, Because... Yeah, he just, he was so down to wear it. He was so down to wear this cosplay. And he did. He wore it and he had such a great time. And I think he wore the shit out of cosplayer. I I think I recruited, I think I recruited a new cosplayer when I put him in that. He loved every minute of it. He had such a fun time. And he was playing side events with my dash deck. So technically, he was cosplaying as me. As Chain. He was me. Was this man was cosplaying as me. There. Excellent. Um we have a lot to a lot to cover there. Okay, so 
<laughs> sexy Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Where is where does that fit into uh, to the timeline here? How where where do where's the world debut of uh, sexy Sonic the Hedgehog? Sexy Sonic the Hedgehog was my Halloween costume this year. I just didn't post any pictures of it, but I put it okay. together in like ten hours. I I dyed the tights. I wore the red boots. I had blue hair. That's a funny story. Um, so I had a I had a spoiler card this year, which I don't know why they gave that to me, but they gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations! Not everyone can get a spoiler card. Bewley. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but since it was an assassin card, I wasn't allowed to see it until 24 hours before it had to go up. And they're like, yeah, so since it's 24 hours, um, you don't have to do anything. You can just post a picture. It'll be fine. And I'm like, cool, great. Um, but it's it's Halloween night. I'm going out. I post a picture with my blue hair. My spoiler card, spoiler, was cut to the chase. Oh. And that night, yep, it was yep. 12 o'clock. And they're like, yeah, here's your spoiler card. And when I spoiled the card, they're like, some people were like, oh my God, I knew it. I knew you, this was like a little thing you did, didn't you? You posted you, you with blue hair, but your cause, your spoiler card has blue hair. You are so tricky. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna tell you anything Sometimes the stars else. align. Um, but then James White comes up to me in the banquet and I'm so sorry, James, I didn't have the heart to tell you. Because he says, oh, I saw what you did with the blue hair and, and the spoiler. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag mm-hmm. now, though. That's all right. I, I'm just so smart. I'm just so smart. Yep, that's exactly what happened. I'm not telling you anything else. Now, you mentioned that you have uh, you and folks have some things in common. He is, uh, he is a, I, I believe he, at this current time, is a firefighter now if he isn't i think he's still pursuing that but he is uh he is hard at work getting physically ready uh for that endeavor you are an aerialist you are a traditional circus performer which is different than a contemporary circus performer contemporary circus being more of the Cirque de Soleil part of of that but the Traditional, we're talking three-ring surface circus, big top tent. When we say traditional, okay, all right. Uh, correct. I- so, um, I never performed in tents. I actually performed in arenas my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Okay, sorry. Uh, I actually performed in arenas my entire life. Um, one of my biggest like dreams was to perform in a tent. Uh, I still haven't done that, which is sucks. Uh, like an actual big, big tent, um, which I'm going to do before I die, I swear. Uh, yeah, but I grew up in the circus. Um, I'm a sixth generation circus artist. I was a sixth generation, like a professional, professional career circus performer until the pandemic hit. Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, COVID happened, lockdown happened, and then I decided to not go back. I still perform about, I still perform. I have a studio here in my little Missouri town that allows me to perform every once in a while, every month, three times a month, a lot of, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But traditional circus art, I am currently not in. Um, I might go back. I'm. I might go back next year. I haven't decided yet. Uh, that's something that I still haven't decided, and I have to decide in about a week and a half. Ooh, oops, procrastination. Um, but right, there's always yeah, time until there um, my dad was in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. My dad was in it. My grandparents were in it. My mom was in it. Uh, I did um, perform with my little brother. It it was a it was a different way of growing up, to say the least. Now, does that right? So so right, family business, right? Kind of fa- family trade there. How many? Mm-hmm. How are we? T- what are we talking here for? Kind of training wise, like when when is the first? Uh, like when's your first stunt? I mean, are they putting you on the the rings as a, like an infant here and just seeing where you go? Uh, how does how does exactly. how- happen yeah Uh, basically you start as a child they start little like training you as a little child um Mm -hmm. i actually started performing professionally professionally like i was i've been in the the ring like there are pictures of me in newspapers in the ring as a two-year-old child and i can find those there are pictures of me at three years old in costume with my mom holding me in costume um professionally i started i debuted um, at 11, mm-hmm. um, my little brother debuted at 13, um, in, in our professional traditional way, that's actually really late. Um, mm-hmm. that's at least three years too late. Um, but okay. my okay. parents definitely wanted us to choose this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Our parents wanted us to choose this lifestyle. I have an older brother that hated it did not want anything to do with it and so mm-hmm. he didn't he's into fitness boxing and all of that stuff but my parents weren't going to force him into it so they did start us a little late um and i'm actually grateful for that because it showed me that i actually wanted to do this this is something i wanted to do not something that i was forced to do you know what mm-hmm. i mean yes absolutely um that is, it's, it's like a, it's almost like Olympic training at that point. I mean, you just start at certain young, so you, by the time you hit that age, you're, you're at like your peak performance. Now, what an aerialist that is, are we talking trapeze? Are we talking spinning giant hoop in the air? What, what, what goes into being an aerialist? How many implements can you actually fly on? So, an aerialist is a base name for Mm -hmm. whatever you do uh there are different there are different apparatuses that you can go on there's uh flying trapeze there's static trapeze the hoop which is what we call a lira or in canada it's a sursu sursu something like that um there is i um actually did hair suspension when i was 11 to i'd like to say 13 14 uh, then I went into duo straps uh, with my little brother when I was about 16. Oh, I actually did um, hand-to-hand um, trapeze with my little brother when I was 14 through 15. A lot of different apparatuses. So it is a base term, a blanket term for mm-hmm. a bunch of different things. Sure. Um, just a lot of stuff you can do in the air. Different, um, different things. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that you have a, a specialty or are you kind of jack of all trades? Uh, 
I'm not talented enough to be a jack of all trades yet. <laughs> uh, my specialty definitely is straps, duo straps, regular straps. That's just, again, what sparks joy in me. Um, I can do hoop. I just don't like it. So I don't really train it, which means I'm bad at it now because I it, give me a few weeks. I'll do it, but it doesn't spark joy in me. So I'm not going to do it. Um, so whatever sparks joy is my specialty at the time. Now, I know I know I'm, I'm I, I want to go down this rabbit hole. It, it fascinates me. So uh, you don't see a lot of like traditional circus anymore, right? You, uh, circus of Soleil kind of uh, kind of has overtaken the the kind of, you, you know, the popularity, it seems there. Where is there? Is, is there still an audience to to for traditional circus? Is there? Uh, like where where is it why don't i see it as often as i did i used to be like you know ringling brothers used to come into uh td garden and then uh, you know animals and activism and all that stuff kind of happens but you don't see a lot of you know you, you don't see that touring company of traditional circus it seems these days it's definitely a i don't want to call it a dying business it is at a static, a, like a, it's, it's a static business right now. It's tangent, tangent. No, what is the word? Uh, I'm oh, blanking. Stagnant. Are you looking um, for? it's, it's a biz. It's still stagnant. Yes. Stagnant. There it is. It's a stagnant business right now. Um, there still are a lot of tour, a traditional touring companies that don't have animals actually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ringling did close in 2015, which is why you don't see them. Um, but they are opening up again next year without animals. Um, it still does. It's just because there's no animals doesn't mean it's not traditional, um, which contrary to popular traditional people belief, um, you can still be a traditional circus without animals. Um, there it's just spectacle, you know, that's what, that's what brings you apart. There's, traditional family friendly circus and then there's contemporary still family friendly but there's also contemporary adult contemporary this different genres of circus uh ringling in my opinion is a traditional circus Mm -hmm. um just because there's no animals doesn't mean it's not traditional um it's stagnant um the show that i worked on my entire life is still going still doing arenas and stuff there is an audience for it it is a dwindling audience and i wish i wish these shows could get with the times um my personal belief is that if they were to get with the times and if they were to understand that times are changing then their audience would grow and they can grow with their audience but they're just not um if you have to take an if you have to take animals out of the circus in order to keep your business alive, I feel like you should probably do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're not, but some are, and some are getting with the times. And I like to see that as much as I love, I I grew up around animals, and I know how. Not speaking for every single show in the entire world, I know how the animals were treated in mine and I know that they were loved and I know that they have a great life. Um, they had a great life and whatever was happening with them. I'm literally like, I, I see them, but times are changing. 
times are changing and you have to get with the times. That's just how it is. They certainly are. I could I, I could talk for hours. I, I'm going to start a circus performing podcast. You're coming on. You're my first guest. And then we can mm-hmm. talk. Uh, oh, yes. For hours oh, yes. Um, we can start a boot camp. Let's go. I'll be the clown. Circus boot camp. Yes. I, I think I can do that. I can mine, yes. maybe. So, uh, okay, one more, one more, one more. I wasn't going to bring this. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to get different flesh and blood. We're going to get different flesh oh and God. blood players, and we're going to force them to do different circus things. It's yes. going to be so fun. <laughs> or, so, so I wasn't. I was. I was going to. I was going to come off. And I'm going to come come back on here. Okay. So traditional circus. It, it's not. Is it just stunts? Or there's got to be a, I, when the clown was like a kind of a triggering thing. You got to have like or you have like these traditional performing arts. What what kind of encompasses what you would call that, right? So you have like your your right. You have your stunts. You have like your high wire acts. Uh, but you, we're also talking. We're talking like clown cars, you know, and and you know that kind of traditional yeah, clown like makeup. Clowns, like what what else? Yes. Um. Yeah. Clowns, juggling, um, hand balancers, hula hoops. I just what you think of when you think spectacle, that is circus. That is circus. Spectacle. Um, contortionists, all of that freaky jazzy stuff that I didn't think was freaky my entire life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just thought it was normal. But not so like especially on the contortionist side of things. Do you have like sideshow, like 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 freak show, sideshow type acts, like danger acts that happen uh, in there as well? Or is that more of a, I guess, kind of a a, a different like, take on, on these things? So... Like, like knife throwing and, you know, contortionist with the arrow. Really sideshow, freaky. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that, all of that. Knife throwing, contortionist with the arrow, with the bow and arrow. Um, there's also, like, motorcycle thrill acts that you can put into a circus. It's just whatever mm-hmm. the producer wants for that year, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. That's my – that's – get out of the – out of the circus back in <laughs> uh, flesh and blood. Unless, of course, we're we're playing some Everfest cards back into the circus there. Um <laughs> Okay, I do. I do want to. Say, I want to get uh, the, some of these community questions out before uh, I get too far lost into into our conversation here. Um, King Hua Kuang says, uh, "How does it feel to be a three-time cosplay champ? Because they know you've got the next one in the bag." As much as I would love, as much listen. As much as I would love to be a three-time cosplay champion, I want to give somebody else a win, definitely. Um, I want to gear more towards helping the cosplay community. So I really hope, as my, if I'm not invited next time, I'm going to win it out of spite because I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> petty like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But... I'm going to keep cosplaying every single time I go to these events, but I hope the next time I go to one of these events, I'm invited. I really hope. I really hope. You want to be, you, you, you want to be like the, the guest. You want to have like your name, your, your image and name. I want to be a guest the, cosplayer. The yeah. Weird cosplayer. At, I want, at I want pro- one of those little, the mysterious one of those little location ads. 2023. It's going to have, Pro Tour Dallas, Texas. I hope it's in Texas. I want the Pro Tour in Texas. 
Texas is all right. It's got to be on the give me middle Texas though. Don't give me like like San Antonio or anything. That's too far. It'll um, totally be San Antonio because of the track record. Dallas, yeah, no, Texas, something that I can drive right to. On, it's gonna be right on the Mexican you border. Where's the cheapest part of Texas? <laughs> That's where it'll yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, right. you, you want the truth? Because the cheapest part of Texas is probably like West Texas, and there's nothing there. <laughs> that is true. I, I I may have dabbled a, a little of my journey into that kind of big big country Texas, and there's fucking nothing in there that nothing um ronnie lloyd mm-hmm. there's a walmart though there is there there's one walmart 40 minutes away from the nearest gas station uh you have to stay in a dry county though you have to go you have to go into the big city to get the get the alcohol uh and then come back but your one restaurant is a crappy mexican food restaurant and closes at 8 p.m that is the texas that i know and love ronnie lloyd from facebook asks yeah. Bravo cosplay oh, when? Oh yeah. <laughs> the Bravo cosplay happens um next week. Yep, the Bravo cosplay is happening next week. Definitely. One week, one week away. Uh, Here we I go. I do actually in one week. Give me one week. I actually am thinking about doing just exclusively gender bent cosplays because of how fun they are. Um I Again, um, an attention to de- I love attention to detail, but when I do a gender bent cosplay, I do allow myself to go a little more in the creative side. I get to tweak it a little bit, tweak it to my body, tweak it to how comfortable I am. Uh, a Bravo cosplay, a gender bent Bravo cosplay at that um, would be very fun. Um, uh, gender bent Starvo, I could probably do tomorrow if I just asked my mom for her Ringmaster costumes, which I already <laughs> have. You know, when the circumstances are right, you know, this, these things can happen. All right. Our next question yeah. is from, uh, I believe I grabbed this from Twitter. Fabriana asks, uh, and you know what? This this begs to, into a bigger question here. Uh, will we ever get custom Dragon Shield sleeves featuring you in cosplay? Uh, it is simple enough to get that image and, and order them, but where is the... Uh, uh yeah, where's the merch? When when's the merch line coming out? Where's the market for Carolina Lil Uzi Squirt Bitchy Valor merch? I don't think that there's a market for that. Um, if I would you beg to personally, this is an open letter to everybody. A lot of people ask me for sleeves of different pictures, and they're jokes. I know that they're jokes. Um, but. A lot of people ask me, hey, turn these into sleeves. And I'm like, no, you can turn them into sleeves. If you want to turn my face into sleeves, do it, please. Please do it. It would be so funny to walk in to like a calling and see like three different people with three different pictures of me as sleeves. That would be so funny and it would make my day. So if you want to catch my attention, please do that. I implore you. Uh, and just looking at the uh, the last five episodes of Funder, you are the top viewed episode on YouTube by at least a hundred. It looks like so. You're 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 cro- you're right Let's on the threshold go. of uh, of a thousand views. So 
You're at 963 specifically. Looking, looking at you. Topped only just in, Matt in a brief Folks look currently through. has me beat. Yep, Matt folks at 1.2 and the professor at at 3k. Uh, there are some other numbers as as they oh, build, shit. but of the recent in in the uh, you know if you go to the funder page, the highlighted videos, you're you're right there and you're at the top top views there at 963. So look, hey, there's a market. Um, I have a, I'll have a lot of explaining to do uh, to my wife when those sleeves come in, but you know, hey. We have to sacrifice for our art here. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. Justin Michael Talbley asks, Carolina, do you get much time to actually play or is too much of your time spent prepping costumes? Um. So I do put every... Monday aside, I do take my Mondays off to go to my local armory. Uh, I'm going to armories on Fridays too now. So Mondays and Fridays are my flesh and blood nights. Um, I do take those off of cosplay to do my flesh and blood. If I have enough energy, then I will do some cosplay afterwards. Um, as much as I want to be a competitive flesh and blood player, I do not have the time. I also don't have many, um, many hobbies that don't turn into monetary that I don't make money off of. I love makeup and I end up getting paid to do people's makeup. I love cosplay, but it's turned into a competitive thing. Uh, I have a lot of hobbies that I turn into little side projects slash jobs. So I'd like to keep flesh and blood as my hobby as much as I can for my own sanity's sake. Oh, um, well, if I become a, a, little, good point. a little more competitive about that, then I'm probably gonna go insane. I feel that. I feel, I feel that. I want to be more competitive. I, I do not have time. Um, all right, last one of this section here. Uh, friend, dear friend of the podcast, Capolo asks, what is your advice for people that want to cosplay but don't have the skills to create anything? I will say that Capolo himself has cosplayed many times uh, a lot of Mario World uh, uh, characters and has done very well. Uh, so he is uh, very self-incriminating, uh, but he is a talented cosplayer in his own right. I love his Wario cosplay. Right. Um, Did you hear that, but... Cap? She loves it. Yes. I love it. Um, my advice for somebody that just wants that doesn't that's never cosplayed before, just do it. Just do it. Just keep going. Because the only way for you to become a good cosplayer is to do shitty cosplay. That is the only way. You're gonna have to start something and trash it and start something and hate it and start something and hate it until you start something and actually like it. That is the only way. There is no cheat sheet. There is no way to get ahead without hating everything beforehand. You got to be shitty at something before you're good at something, I guess you could say. That That is, that's my next tattoo right there. Uh, speaking of tattoos, yeah. you, you just got one. Uh, it is, it, you got the, you got the I permanent, did. you got the permanent trophy here of the, uh, of being the two-time, uh, champ, all the swords combined. How is it healing? It's itchy. I don't like how itchy it is. <laughs> yep. um, is this your first it's tattoo? very, very itchy. It's, 
It's my first tattoo. I it's got it on my first, sternum. Man, which you went. Say that you I went big, huh? I went big. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's my first tattoo. I got it on my sternum. Uh, the line work hurt, but it was like fine. They gave me little sticks to bite on, so I went mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, yep. and then the shading happened, and I almost fell asleep because I didn't yep. really feel mm-hmm. it. Um. And then two days ago, it, the itching started, and now I can't sleep because of how much the itching hurts. So I'm just constantly like slapping, slapping my it. chest, yep, sure. slapping yep. it and slapping it. Yes, it. Yep. Now it hurts. Now it hurts. Now I'm regretting my decision. But um, I actually don't have any of my swords anymore. Um, so I decided to get them tattooed on my body, body permanently. Where did they go? Do you just destroy them when you're done? So my. No, <laughs> my Exude Confidence swords did actually get destroyed. Um, they got completely, absolutely destroyed. Um, after like the Newark situation, the Newark airport situation. I don't know. You guys had to deal with that, but I spent 24 hours in that place. Um, I, I and heard, then they I got lucky. I got out right before. Dismayed. I drove, so I it was it's four hours, four hours north for me. I the the social media just blowing up. I was uh, I felt I felt terrible for yeah. everybody. Yeah, but um, yeah. When I got home, my sores were just absolutely ruined, and I kept them as long as I could. And then they started just destroy. Like they just started being torn apart. They just started. Um, right, that's getting destroyed. Right. They just, they were just horrible. So I had to throw them away. Um, I did use the, uh, I did keep the handles of it, and then I ended up using the handles for my Galaxy Black. Um, so my Galaxy Black was a definite like last minute thing. I made it uh-huh. in two days, and I did not buy anything for it. I made okay. it out of scraps. I tried to make my one cosplay com- like. I tried to not be as wasteful because I was very wasteful with Exude Confidence because I was learning and I was wasting a lot of stuff. So I wanted to be uh-huh, a little bit uh-huh. more eco-conscious. Eco- um, so I did use, I recycled and reused a lot of my old scraps and my old Exude Confidence stuff into this. Um, but then I ended up giving my sword away uh, to James's daughter. She loved Aww. it. Um, and so I said, hey, okay. I only need that. Yeah. I, she loved cause. it and so i was like hey i only need these for a few hours if you get permission from your dad you can have them and i was like and she's like really and i'm like yeah you can have them and so i after i won i immediately went to her and i said take care of it it's yours have a good time have fun <laughs> that's that's a good Bye. one that's a good one i miss it so i got it tattooed on my body it's on my body now Fair enough. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, do you have plans? Do you have plans for more, or or are you can just see how this one after their full recovery here? Because once you start, you don't stop. I just just so I you don't know. No. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that I I make so the reason why I got this is because I didn't sleep for twenty four hours one Tuesday. Um, and so I kept telling people to tell me what to do for the whole day. I played Sims, uh, on my Instagram story. So Mm -hmm. on my Instagram story, I said, Hey, tell me what to do for 24 hours. And one of them was get a tattoo. And I said, no, but then, (laughs) but then I was like, wait, I have an idea. So I actually, um, I contacted Mara from Blackwing studio. Love Uh, Mara. And I said, hey, Mara, I have this really weird idea. 
Um, and I need it. Like, I kind of like, this is very weird. This is three o'clock in the morning. And I said, can you do this for me? And we went back and forth drawings and this is what we came up with. Um, and then the next week I got it done. <laughs> that it, you know, so. good on you. It, I still have, <laughs> I have, uh, uh, Adam, Adam, what was your first tattoo? You, you uh, have, how, how many, how many do you have? How many hours do you have on you? I've got a few hours. I've got four tattoos. Uh, most of the hours being uh, a big piece on my side here kind of goes from my armpit down into my flank and into my abdomen. Uh, but my first piece was actually, I've got this, uh, this piece on my, uh, left forearm and it's a rose with a, a heart growing out of it. And I remember when I, I went to the, the, the tattoo parlor and they're like, okay, you want to book this idea? What is it? And I was like, it's a, it's a rose with a, a heart growing out of it. And they thought it was the dinkiest sounding thing. And then I actually kind of like presented my idea cause it's an anatomical heart. And uh, oh, that is a game yeah. changer. That's, yeah, that's yeah. It's different. not like it's not like a little like cartoon heart. It's an anatomical heart. <laughs> well, you have to put the ventricles in here. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. it, the, the whole idea well, so behind that's what happened to me is that I went to a tattoo parlor and I said, "Hey, I have these. I had, I had a bunch of reference pictures. I said I want this, this, and this done. Um, I want it done like this and this." And they kind of looked at me like I was insane. They looked at me as like like I was actually insane which is why I'm glad I went to Mara, somebody who's actually in the flesh and blood community who knows exactly what I'm talking about to help me with something. And honestly, I'm very glad I did that because not only is it something a part of me, it's something that was a community effort. I can definitely appreciate that. Um, what do I got? What do I have? My first two, is it there? I forget sometimes. I got a mom tattoo. That's my first one. It says mom. It's a heart. Nice. Uh, I got that. Man, I got that when I was 19. I told myself that I, w- I would wait a year, right? If I had an idea for a tattoo, wait one year and then get it. So at 19, I was like, mom tattoo. And it's got the little, I got a little tribal on either side. Mom, so it is, is old, old school, old nice. school. Um, I have uh, one, my two, three, four, brother five, actually five has, um, how many do you have? Woo. I've got I've yeah, got my brother who's two years arms. younger three years younger than me mm-hmm. nice he has started getting tattoos this year um mm-hmm. first one was on his birthday he now has 20 his birthday was in August oh it sounds like yeah. a man with a plan <laughs> um, but he does have this really cute tattoo yeah he has this really cute, ta- cute tattoo it's an outline of my mom and dad um uh but the outline looks like my mom and dad but it also looks like me and my brothers it's very freaky it's it's just just an outline with no face no nothing but the outline looks like me and the outline of my dad looks like my two brothers it's very weird very cool very cool uh, I will I, uh, a lot of a lot of fun stories uh, with my tattoos, but I will say the one I have this one on my forearm. You, the audience won't be able to see it, but you see that little cross right there. Um, I got mm-hmm. uh, I went on a date, right? We we had a couple of drinks, and she said, "Hey, let's get some tattoos." And <laughs> I went, "Sure." 
you know, if this is if this is how the night's gonna go, and this is this is how it's done, sure, let's go. And so I went to a place that I've never been before. I had no idea, and uh, I came up with that. I was like, a cross, please, uh, and you know, have at it. What's the minimum? You know, what's the damage here? Great. And uh, I spent the next hour being gouged to death uh, by uh, the guy. Was like, he was like Jack. I mean, he was like, he was like two hundred seventy pounds, like monster, just hammering onto my forearm with this uh, this thing. And it was, you know, it's just a simple design. But two, two things. One, it is uh, not symmetrical. I don't know why, but it is not. Uh, so I have a, mm. I, I have an asymmetrical uh, cross on my arm and i never uh, noticed like, that it's asymmetrical yeah it's uh i don't know, I, uh, this side is much longer than this side oh it, it doesn't, uh wow see it like i don't know it's, it's tough to see like that but they're not even and that bothers me bothers me all the time i got that when i was like 22 <laughs> but so like two days after i got the tattoo i got infected as well so i don't know what was in that shop but i oh, still no. it was it scabbed over all the bad things happened and i still have like it's pocked it, it's a bunch of pock marks on it and it's just it's terrible it's a it's a life lesson don't don't get a tattoo spontaneously or on a date or for somebody else just Wait, just wait and get a tattoo when you want. Don't do that. All right. So yeah, I have a lot of anxiety over tattoos, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get another one, but I have this one. My advice is wait one year and then go for it. All right, there. Uh, I I feel like I could ask a, a, a ton more. I could do this for hours, but we're gonna we're gonna round the bases here. This is the last episode of 2022. Um. I will. Okay. All right. For Cap's for Cap's sake, I have to ask a second question. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. It's it's a it's a running joke more than anything else. But we respect we respect our audience. Unlike the the Fresh and Buds podcast, which will deliberately ignore community questions. Uh, Cap asks from a deck building perspective. My question is about deck building. Uh, does she have some sort of formula for the ratios or is it kind of a gut feeling in the ratios of cost versus pitches? Carolina, what, what, what is your deck building philosophy okay. when it comes to uh, number of blue pitches? Do you want to know my deck building philosophy? Cap? I go to youtube.com. Okay. <laughs> and then I look up Capolo. And then I say, oh, new Dash video. And then he says, these cards, good. And I say, I believe him. I'm putting them in my deck today. And then I say, these cards, good. And then that's what happens. And then I ask another Dash man, another Dash main, and they're like, these cards, bad. And I said, fair enough. No questions asked. Cards out. That's it. Um... (laughs) Uh, if I'm playing control, I do <laughs> no, but really, if I'm playing control, I do, um, like to keep my blue pitch ratio high. Um, I play mainly control, so I do keep my blue pitch ratio, um, higher, higher than usual. I'm still on my old dash build right now, just because I'm too lazy to buy cards. I've been procrastinating on buying cards. Uh, I need to get, you know, harpoons and bios updates and stuff like that. 
Um, so I'm still on my old control dash build, my little boomer dash. Uh, so I do actually have a high blue ratio in my deck right now. Um, but no, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my formula. YouTube.com slash Capolo. App, you heard it here. You're, you're, you're the formula. You always were. All yeah. right. 2022 is coming to an end for the combat chain. So we want to have some fun and kind of go over our, our favorite stuff of 2022. Uh, so we're going to start with a favorite location that you have traveled for flesh and blood. Uh, Carolina, we'll, we'll open the floor to you first. Ohio. Ohio. Ohio was my favorite location. Not because it was Ohio. <laughs> yeah. So this is no one's the favorite. The thing about me is Ohio. that I've traveled a lot. <laughs> thing about me is because I've traveled a lot. So a lot of places just look the exact same to me. New Jersey, like New York starts to look like Nashville. Nashville starts to look like Dallas at this point. Um Italy looks like Mexico. Um but uh Ohio is definitely a trip. Every time I'm in Ohio, something bad happens to me. Um, one time I was in Ohio and I got robbed. One time I was in Ohio and I got um, I got hurt. Yeah, but this seems, time I was in Ohio. Like and the only bad thing experience. that happened. That <laughs> this time I was in Ohio. The only bad thing that happened was that I stayed in a death cabin and it was fine. Um, there were some rats. Uh, there were bunk beds that didn't have actual like mattresses they just had mattress pads on them there was no air conditioning but honestly a win is a win in ohio we don't get much of those and i um but the thing is i met a lot of good people there um the realm gaming realm games is actually a great um mm -hmm, a great mm -hmm. lgs um shout out to keith and no regrets on going to ohio no regrets on Ohio. That is my favorite place of 2022. No regrets for Ohio. Adam, favorite location? It is going to be, and this is going to be controversial. I don't think everyone's going to agree with this. It was by far France. Okay. All right. And that is purely because France holds a special place in my heart uh, for many reasons. Sure. That is, yeah, that to, to have gone to France like for some people's blood. Ohio. Exactly. Yes. That. That. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well. Put. I didn't go to France, man. What do you want me to say? <laughs> no, that is a that is a that is a welcome take here at the combat chain. You know, we don't have to. We're not. Uh, we're not anti-French uh, pro tours here. Friend, friend of the pod, Matt, folks, winning uh, PT PT Lil there. Uh, so we 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 love it there. Um, of the pod, enemy of Carolina. <laughs> the duel of the century coming to you in 2023. Uh, my favorite location is going to have to be New Jersey. I didn't do a ton of, of travel. I traveled to two places, New Jersey and Charlotte. Uh, and New Jersey was very special uh, for a lot of reasons. Met Adam in person for the first time. Uh, and uh, and met met. Met a bunch of my friends for the first time. Tommy, uh, Max. Uh, seeing Max, I, I talk. I gush over it a, a bunch. It was nice seeing Max Thomas uh, for the first time in person. Um, I, I remember hearing his voice and like, I, right? Big online community, right? We we all we all interact, but for the most part, yeah. it's 
it's uh you know talking happens like this right you're you're doing this and uh, you just see yeah. play mat. the audience can i just switched to my playmat cam right so you just see hands hands a deck and a playmat and then a voice right so more than anything else uh like max max has a very unique voice so when when i heard it i came over there and I was like you know what do you think max and he just and gives me a big hug and he's a big guy as it is he just swallowed me right up and gave you know me what hug, i so. think that's why i think that's why i liked ohio that much is because in in new jersey i wasn't in the community i was just like me you know um i didn't have i didn't know a lot of people um frank gave me bagels and that was the only person i knew like i knew frank and he gave me bagels and i tried to give the bagels out to people and they just like looked at me like i was fucking weird if i were to give people bagels now yeah they would take them new jersey they wouldn't take them um but uh it but like ohio first um like thing that i went to first event that i went to after new jersey and it was when i was like in the online community and I knew people. And I think that's why it was so special to me is that it was uh -huh. the first time people were actually like nice uh -huh. to me. And so really solidified my want to go to more events, my need to go to more events, I guess. Excellent. That's that's right. New Jersey was that for me. I had a bunch of bunch of friends in the online community and we all came together for the first time and it was very good. All right. And we're going to jump around a little bit, but this makes sense to follow up. Uh, favorite meal while on the road for Flesh and Blood in 2022. Mm, come back to me on that. You guys go first. I have to think. All right. I am going to to go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. Go, get your answer out there. This. Oh, this favorite meal is funny because I, I remember even going on to Tommy's show and he does his like food thing at the yeah, end. And talk I was about like, food. And I was like, it's not, even, oh. it's not even a question, it's a demand. And I was just like, oh God, what am I going to say? I have such a terrible relationship with food. I don't know what, like, I, I guess, like, I like macaroni and cheese. Like, Oh, I guess you guys are you guys are Americans. You don't have the same fondness for macaroni and cheese or KD as we call it, as us Canadians do. Uh, I don't know things like Hold pizza. On. What? what? Those initials don't line up with macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese, you call KD. Yeah, craft dinner. Is Fuck it craft delight? Fuck off. Craft dinner. Ah, oh, so close. Terrible. Is what, what's craft delight? I don't know. I was just thinking. Okay, okay. Like, I was wondering if that was some American thing just, I'd never heard of. It was just as it was just as a, a legitimate as Ricotta as anything else. Craft, you know, like because Craft is a brand you guys have in the name. Craft is a brand you have in the states, right? K R A F T. Yeah, so they 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 have a thing. Massachusetts, Robert Kraft owns the Patriots, so I know all about Kraft Foods, Kraft Group. Except for so, some reason, funny craft story, dinner is only uh, in Canada. Um, in Missouri, we have these thing called the cheese caves. We have these thing called the cheese caves in Missouri. I've heard, I've heard um, of these. Yeah, yeah. Is this the, is this the so government? We have the cheese caves, and we also have caves. the. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and Please so do tell. Do tell. I, I kind of, I buried the lead there, but tell yeah, me about so the cheese caves. So we have the craft warehouse. We have the craft warehouse. And Kraft mm -hmm. keeps all of their cheese in these caves, and they're, it's called the Springfield Underground. And they have that's where we ship 
all of the cheese around like um it's all around town or all around like this the I don't know how far they ship the cheese, but they ship the cheese and they're called the cheese caves because they're these giant caves. And I have pictures. I have pictures of these cheese caves. Okay. Because I've gone down to these cheese caves. I have proof of the cheese caves and they're kind of cool. And there's no internet down there and there is no like, it's kind of creepy, but yeah, cheese caves. Cheese caves. Why caves? Why caves for cheese? Is it just because of the real estate space, or is there something special about the climate of a cave that makes cheese storage more appealing? Um, I'm almost 100% sure it's the climate of the cheese. It's the climate of the caves that keeps the cheese um, fresh. Okay. All right. We have a lot of fucking cheese in America. A lot, a lot, the a lot amount of, yes, of cheese that America has for hundred if we stopped producing cheese right now we would still have cheese for the next hundred years that is true and they're stored in the in the caves in missouri uh when it runs out in the cheese caves uh, my 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 five-year-old eats a, a a solid percentage of america's cheese on a on a weekly basis uh my favorite meal on the road for myself uh I, only, I think I only I think I only went out twice. I think we tried to go out in New Jersey and then it like we decided to draft and then everyone was tired. And then I think everyone was like, oh, yeah, well, no, we're going to eat eat dinner at 11 p.m. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking minds. I'm going to bed. And you ate at the Red dashing. Robins with us a couple times because we were so excited about the Red Robins because yes, we're from Canada. That's right. And that's, that's we right. don't have Red See, Robins that's, that's, anymore. That doesn't count as going, going out for me because Red Robin is, is such a usual things for me Robin, yum. yum we have oh, one i've right never now. even heard that jingle yum. i've never that's that oh. jingle has never made it to canada really uh, oh man. wow you haven't really experienced wow. red robin they just did like a whole revamp of their aesthetic my my, my wife didn't know like red robin so they they had a bunch like of a red like, robin aesthetic the red robin aesthetic <laughs> yeah they 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 used to have like a whole bunch of like the walls were littered with pictures and then every franchise would have a singular picture somewhere in the restaurant turned upside down and that was like the fun for like I don't know, Red Robiners to go into other restaurants and find the singular picture. Uh, but they took all the pictures down and put that a little bit of my soul. Uh, so, yeah, Red Robin, New Jersey was pretty good. And then I got to go, uh, I hung out in Charlotte with, uh, um, with it was the, it was Logan, Jordan, uh, Mo Bosley, Dagan, um, it was Keith, Flake, armada like as a whole crew here and um <laughs> it was the first time i've met and hung out with like a lot of those people but keith from the realm games introduced himself himself as just a guy hey what do you do you know i got my family dabbles in a few things here and there and we start talking and you know maybe 15 minutes it felt like like into that conversation he talks about how he picked up uh you know he took the opportunity to open an lgs and i'm like oh how's that going and so you know i think it's pretty good we're still holding some tournaments here and there and doing some good things and i'm like oh what's the name of your lgs and he's like oh yeah it's, it's the realm it's the realm games we're based out of Ohio. i'm like you're <laughs> you didn't open a lgs you opened the <laughs> lgs like you're you're keith from the realm games you were just like i'm nobody i'm just some guy that's fine 
it's like you really <laughs> you so really gay. hate that and uh that night i uh yeah. walked, <laughs> i walked flake home <laughs> to, to we went to the same hotel so we ended up only two walking in that direction so we spent about 20 minutes just walking flake in the downtown charlotte it was a good time all right uh like, next I love Even though, honestly wait best. hold on go hold ahead on. I love him, but he did not hang out with me at Worlds. He said he was too busy, so I'm going to hold that over his head until I see him next time. Mm, hold that over his head. Matt, you heard it. She's mm-hmm. she's gunning for you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's I'm see angry. here. Now let's get into... Uh, you know what? Before we get... We'll end on Flesh and Blood stuff. Favorite cosplay of 2022? I'll go first. There Jane. was. It's Jane. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have there is like a two second delay between the the audio, so I'm not purposely cutting oh, you is off. There? I'm sorry. Yep. No, it's 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 okay. Uh, but I'm not purposely cutting you off. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, at U.S. Nats in Charlotte, there was Frightmare, and they were robbed. I'm just saying that now. I love. There was uh, a Frightmare. Uh, that's incredible. Yep, hooved demon. It was uh, really cool. M- multiple horse heads. Uh, love Elaine. Uh, uh, love Null Rune dude. But Frightmare should have won. Uh, so it was my favorite cosplay of 2022. No offense to our uh, illustrious guest uh, today, but that that one, <laughs> that one. Okay, I didn't know that it didn't have to be me. So I'm gonna choose someone that's not me. Um. I'm going to go with. There's only, I, Ooh, there's only two choices hard. for you, if I if I recall. I don't know how many other other ones you have have out there. Uh, no, I, I'm not gonna choose me. I'm not gonna okay. choose me. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, if I don't choose Frank, he's gonna get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's gonna be uh, Ethan Van Sant, Pro Tour France. There you go. Mm, all right. All right. Levi with the... I Did he have the lights on with that one, I believe? He had, he had no, a whole set The lights was dangerous, yeah, I thought. Oh, okay. I know he stepped he it up. He had... But... No, he had, like, guts. He had guts. He had, like, the full sacrifice no, thing so going, didn't he? In France, he brought out the drama. He brought out the drama in France, and that is what makes a good cosplay. All Theatrics. Right. Drama, okay. theater, acting. Theater. Adam, favorite cosplay of 2022. Oh boy, putting me on the spot. You have uh, had plenty of time to review the notes, sir. Choose. <laughs> <laughs> I just choose wisely. Choose carefully. You can say chain or exude confidence. Th- those are my two options. Okay. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were both phenomenal cosplays. Uh, I, I just I struggled to objectively evaluate cosplay. Like it's just so not my niche. That's the problem. I, I can hard. see you're like, I, I I can see your like lips quivering. You're like, what do I say to that? <laughs> just pick, pick a goddamn costume. <laughs> you know what the the chain the, you know what chain sword was incredible. Uh, yeah, the chain costume. Let's go with that. Here we go. There you go. You got an answer for, for me, Pat. Oh no. <laughs> for for guest for guest cosplayer, uh, Olivia Goberthix. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? That one came to mind too. <laughs> yeah, she's she's. Uh, I am a I'm a big fan of Olivia. We'll just say that. 
Um, okay. Yeah. Let's. I'm a big fan of Olivia. I could talk about her for a long time too. I will not. I will, I will not go down that road. Um, <laughs> favorite set. All right. Let's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Before we get into flesh and blood, uh, favorite people of 2022 in flesh and blood. I'm gonna go with the buds and and that whole that whole group there. Those those are those are some good people. Uh, so shout out to the buds and Tommy Fresh is the ringleader uh, of the buds Discord and the buds community. They they made. I have never traveled for anything competitively before New Jersey, and they brought me in. And when I talk about the friends that made it easier uh, there, they they really made me feel comfortable. And I have horrible, horrible social anxiety. And without them, I would not have Same. like I would I would not have had a good weekend at all. I would just be quiet and play games and be okay playing but outside of that i would not have like i would sit quietly at a table uh you know and uh and so they 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 made that not happen so thank you guys uh adam Mine is... we'll do it cl- it's clockwise okay, or counterclockwise to me you'll 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 finish this off adam okay 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 uh, the, this is a tough question too, because there's so many incredible people that I've met throughout the years, and so many incredible interactions I've had this year with Flesh and Blood. Um, at the end of the day, I think my favorite people are the because I I've got a lot like the competitive success I found in 2022 was because of a few key people who kind of really rallied with me and helped me well it's not just necessarily that they helped me that we worked together to have each of us become the kind of best competitive versions of ourselves mm-hmm. um and I'm not I, I I'm not going to go name any names cuz there there's a few of you and if you're listening, uh, you know who you are. Um, we worked really hard together this year, and I'm I'm really proud of all of it. I mean, Worlds didn't go the way I hoped it would, but leading up to that, um, you know, coming out of the slump of uh, Jersey into doing as well as we did in France and then doing as well as we did in um, at Canadian Nats this year, um, yeah, it's because of some really special key people that 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 kind of helped me achieve that. So I think those are my favorite people of uh, of or my favorite fab people of twenty twenty two. At the end of the day, excellent, Carolina. Okay, um, it's going to have to be um, the Ludicolos, which is uh, what we call ourselves. It is me. Well, not me, obviously. <laughs> Um, it is going to be Kiki the Bad, Frank Kong, and Jason Lai, the three people who will forever be my favorite people, even though Jason is always mean to me and always mad at me. Um, but they are the main reason I am in this community, the main reason I am still in this community, and I will cherish them for the rest of my life. All good people. Excellent. Um, let's talk favorite flesh and blood stuff. Favorite set of 2022. Carolina. Dynasty. Dynasty is my favorite set. I know that it just came out, but I love every single card in that set. I think every art is, all of the art is beautiful. 
and it is just very pleasing to look at. Also, Pulse Wave Harpoon is in that set, and it is goaded with the sauce. Oh, oh she... She what says goaded. What does that goated. even mean? Is that... That's, she's been I, she's officially <laughs> been in the cloud server for too long now. She's goading everything. <laughs> All right, uh, Adam, favorite card, uh, favorite set of 2022. I mean, let's be honest the 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 sample size is not great. Um, we had a lot of fun yeah. opening. We had a lot of fun opening Uprising. Uh, Uprising had some fun treats in it. Um, Dynasty, mm -hmm. we went down a weird spiral where we spent more money than we should have. And that was weird. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it was Everfest. Uh, I just had a lot of fun playing some of the Everfest cards. Um, Viz, you know, Scalata Viz post Everfest, you know, post Everfest launching uh, was was so much fun to play. Um yeah, I, I I think at the end of the day, Everfest has the the nearest and dearest place in my heart for sets of 2022. That's fair. I am the most Fairweather fan because it was Everfest when Everfest came out. For the same reason, I was on. Right, we we were on the same Vis list, so like it was it was good stuff. And then Uprising came out, and I was like Fire Ninjas, and now Dynasty is out, and I'm an Assassin main. Uh, so. I, I, I'm, I I'm surprised Dynasty. it's not Dynasty for you because, like, the oh, it assassin. Is. It is. It assa is Dynasty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, that's why I'm a Fairweather fan because it I was see. Everfest and then it was Uprising and now it's Dynasty. So, Dynasty is my favorite set of 2022. Yeah. Assassin really, uh, it really does it for me. And uh, as, a, as, a, as a side note here, uh, Carolina, eradicate. The uh, that person is, should be your next uh, your yes. next cosplay. I currently have that art as my computer wallpaper, and I've had to. What explain, if I told you it might be? Ah, then I I fully support this. And any 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 sort of PR blast you need from me, I am happy to support. So the, my plan. Well, my I plan can, is to do I eradicate. My dream get a of being bunch of different flesh and blood players. Yes. Ah, yes. All right. Yes. So my I plan get... is to do eradicate. Get a bunch of different flesh and blood players and have them as corpse number one through thirty. Okay. Oh They're gonna be God. in the background. I'll put a little bit of blood on them. I said, wear this bloody T-shirt. You're gonna sit on top of uh, eradicate number yes. twelve. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah. amazing. This is this is wonderful. Yes. Uh, yeah. You, you let me know when and where and uh, uh, come hell or high water. I, I will be murdered by you. This will happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I guess that answers my next one about New Year's uh, fab resolutions. Um, we'll uh, we'll do a uh, favorite card real quick. Lightning round. Carolina, you go first. Three seconds. Favorite card. My favorite card. Rotary Ram. Embarrassing. Rotary Ram. I know. Rotary I'm sorry. Uh, sure. Okay. Adam, three seconds. <sighs> Revel, Revel and Runeblood comes to mind. Uh, at the end of the day, that card is just insane value in Viscerai. Uh, zero for five. Uh, yes, you have to put in some work to achieve it, but just to be able to make the sword one for ten is insane value. And I had a lot of fun playing that card in the Everfest I meta. I voted Revel and Runeblood as my number one hated card. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Me too. 
maybe you know actually to... actually actually no as of as of like two hours ago maybe it's like blessing in ether red uh, because oh, i've been oh, having oh. fun roasting people with fork lightnings with blessing in ether and red for the past 24 hours so maybe it's that actually that's good i had uh once again a fairweather fan um it was blaze headlong and you know what in my heart of hearts it might still be Blaze Headlong. Um, but uh, Leave No Witnesses is currently uh, my favorite. The Assassin uh, CNC. Yes. Yep. And uh, it's a it's a wonderful the card. Assassin CNC. Yes. It is. Uh, um, just letting everybody know, BIOS update is actually a better Rotary Ram, but I like Rotary Ram because I had a weird obsession with it, and then I actually hated it after a while. But if you're gonna put a if you're gonna put a card in your deck, don't it, it's not Rotary Ram. It's BIOS update. Please don't listen to me. Actually, listen I to me. Never noticed. I, it's funny. I actually have a BIOS update in front of me right now. I never noticed that it gives your next boosted attack plus three. I thought it just did the weird data doll thing, and I was like, this card's garbage. Oh no! no but no, it actually is great. better than I realized. It's almost no, no, like no. a. It's, it's good. No, it's good. Yeah, it's soup's good. Um. I have not I have not played Dash since like Dynasty uh came out. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't I'm an assassin main. All right, uh New Year's flesh and blood resolutions. I'll go first here. Uh my my first one was going to be win a pro quest. Uh but those uh dreams have already dashed because I will not be able to attend pro quests uh this year and it doesn't look like with a single with a single pro tour <laughs> that I will get an opportunity in 2023. Uh, so uh, I'm going to settle for day two something. I just want a day two something. That's all I want out of my life right now. I want a day two. It can be a calling. It can be It can be just a, a two-day four-person tournament where the other three you, decide to drop. You so want a day can... two a cosplay contest? <laughs> It's yeah. If there's a two, if there's a two day cosplay contest, I will, I I will try, so that I can do that. Um, no, there's I, never going to be one. You're just gonna have to show up on Sunday in the same outfit. Oh man, you know, <laughs> if I don't, if I get a, <laughs> it, could you 3D print me a trophy at least that says day two cosplay, uh, contest? I don't even have a 3D printer. We're, we're gonna get you one. We're gonna get you one. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'd like to, I would like to day to something that, that is my, uh, that is my new year's, uh, fab resolution, Adam, new year's fab resolution. Um, this one's interesting for me. Uh, over the last few months, I've been really struggling with my identity with flesh and blood. And at the end of the day, I still very much love this game and it's not going anywhere for me, but just when I first set out to really dive into this game, um, my my competitive identity is what I really leaned into, and there was this desire to to really just do well in the competitive scene for whatever that meant. And um, at this point now, um, I think my New Year's Fab resolution, based off that, is is to just kind of define my competitive identity for twenty twenty three. And whether that is uh, finding myself on a on a on a proper team, um, and I, I'm not defining what a proper team looks like at this point. I just need I recognize that this game is at the end of the day still very much a team sport, and I just want to find myself amongst a strong team that can help support my 
my desire to just do well in this game but if if that's not a reality for me because if that's not that's totally fine and if i'm meant to be a content creator and a caster um because because certainly doors have been opening in that path for me um i'm okay with that too uh i just i guess yeah at the end of the day the the resolution for 2023 is to just kind of figure out what my future with flesh and blood is very good very good carolina My resolution is to my resolution is to be invited to at least one um, big event as a guest cosplayer. That is one of my resolutions. That's one of my goals, and I'm going to manifest it right now that I'm going to, even though it might not happen. Um, but it, it is in my mind, and I just I kind of want to give other people a chance. I want to not not to toot my own fucking horn, I guess you could say. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to win every goddamn contest I enter, but um, I want to help other people. I definitely want to give a little bit of my time to newer cosplayers and help them construct theirs, do whatever I can to help them. Um, and if I am in this whole competitive, I need to do this, I need to um, turn my entire life off because if I don't do that, then I'm going to lose because that's just how i am when i get competitive um i won't be able to help other people and i want to help other people and i want to grow a, I want to grow this community in the cosplay scene and if i'm invited then i can do what i need to do for my cosplay stuff and finish my cosplay stuff like nothing and then use my extra time to help others and do what i gotta do for them excellent i like that i like that Fostering community. I just care about beating enough people to to, to smell <laughs> success, and everyone else wants to foster community. All right. Okay. Uh, last last question. This is just for Carolina. This is the final question I like to ask every guest. Um, you you are a bit of an open book, so I'm interested to see how you answer it. But uh, what is something okay. that you what is something that you'd like people to know about you that they don't know now? Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's so hard because I tell everybody everything. Mm -hmm. uh, um, on the basis of what? Okay, ask me on the basis of Ooh. what? Ooh, and then I'll probably okay. have a story. Uh, oh, well, yeah. So this can be, this is open-ended. Uh, yeah, hmm. On the basis of let's, what do you do for enjoyment that's not cosplay or flesh and blood, that is strictly f for you? Strictly for me is hmm, that's a good question. I actually, whenever I'm not doing a hobby that involves me doing it for my job, because my favorite hobby outside of cosplay is actually aerial arts mm -hmm. um other than that i like to eat taco bell and cry <laughs> eat taco bell and cry do you, do you do you how does the crying start do you, do you think about stuff or do you watch like dogs returning home from war kind of videos to get the get the water i listen going? to music my favorite thing is to listen to music i love music i love there everything about music here we go. What kind of, what what's your what's your favorite artist or band uh in music right now? 
Is it um, SZA? At the moment, it is SZA. Yeah. It's SZA. It is SZA. SZA's new album just came out. Um, I have listened to it uh, over and over again. I have listened to it front to back about six times already. Um, This past Saturday, I actually listened to it for nine hours straight. Uh, Like headphones in, not like background music. No, headphones in nine Mm. hours straight. SZA's entire discography um and my guilty pleasure in music is actually listening to show tunes um my listening to show tunes and singing in my car that's something that I love to do I do love to sing um I wanted to be a singer growing up and then my aunt told me I wasn't talented enough to do that so I stopped singing in public but I wanted to sing that was my like one thing I wanted my entire life was to sing. When you say show tunes, you're talking like Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett night at the at no, the no baby. What do you got? Broadway musicals. Broad- oh, Broadway oh. Mean Girls the musical. Okay. Yes. Broadway musicals. I will belt out. Um, right now, my favorite is. Um, Till Someone Gets Hurt by the Mean Girls cast and Dead Girl Walking by Heathers. Ooh. Uh, Mean Girls is getting a screen adaptation. Uh, I believe it's going to be on Paramount Plus uh, in 2023, but very exciting yes, for that. It is. <laughs> uh, Ethan Van Sant was on, and that was, he, he brought up Broadway. I am also a huge fan of Broadway musicals. Uh, I'm a big rent nut. I, I simp for rent. So that's what I can I put that rent. could put that on on the car and I'll do the one man show version uh, of rent all the way through I, the movie soundtrack. That's what I started yeah. on. My favorite but is Hades Town. I have I have yet to. I need to. Hades Town is uh, my favorite. I'm also a big Hamilton. I can send uh, you an illegal copy if you want. Do t- please do. I love yeah, Hamilton. I need to do. Um, I need yeah. to do Spring Awakening, <laughs> um, Hades Town. Mm-hmm. I need to go. I got to go old school. I still need to do like Avenue Q. I want to. I, I want to do that. Like Book of Mormon. Like the fun stuff. I, I need to see. Yeah. I need to see all of those. But uh, so Spring Awakening is kind of like on yeah. my my bucket I, list. Um, I've seen Hamilton. Um, fun fact about that is that my aunt is actually an actress. Um, she was in like Law and Order and a bunch of other stuff like that. And she actually worked with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So when Hamilton was in uh, L.A., she actually got me tickets um, to go see Hamilton then. And it was oh, the gosh. single greatest experience of my life. Oh, um, I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm and, so jealous. Yeah. Yeah. What I I have to I have to know I keep I keep dragging this out but what what was your was your aunt like uh like a recurring guest was she a uh, a victim uh was she one of the perpetrators what, what, I love Law and Order she we was a, a lot she of was one of the Order. recurring lawyers she oh, was okay. a lawyer okay she was a lawyer right. she was one of the lawyers um I can't remember her name on the her name her name is Alana De La Garza okay and right. she's uh, she was on Law and Order, and then Law and Order LA, and then she's on a show called C- uh, FBI. She's on a show called FBI right now. Okay, yeah, 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 yep, on CBS. I, I, I have, I've, I yeah, haven't watched. Yeah, she's uh, one of the main characters. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, she's one of the main characters. Here mm-hmm. we go. Okay. 
All right. Well, uh, yeah, see, we, we got there. We got there. There's uh, a bunch of I, stuff we don't, we don't know about yet that we just found out. Excellent. There's a lot. Yeah, that is actually something nobody knows about me because I stopped telling people. Because one time I told somebody, because she was on TV, and I said, oh, my God, that's my aunt. And they're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, it is. And they're like, okay, then show us a picture. I couldn't find a picture of us together. And I said, no, I swear, we're friends on she Facebook. So Look. Busy. And I'm like. Wouldn't make sense. You're talking, you're talking about your, your whole family I, legacy of performing. There's now it, that obviously extends into your extended family. This is this is excellent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but now I permanently have a picture on my phone just in case. <laughs> Excellent, right? Mobile proof. Um, all right, we got <laughs> yeah. there. We did. I could do. There's. I. We. I feel like we barely touched on actual flesh and blood. Uh, and, and I had a bunch of stuff. So that just means that you're gonna come on again. Uh, at at some point, and we we can do this for another. Yeah, yeah. I, this is yeah, like yeah, two yeah. and a half hours. We're we're rolling on. Yeah, to this here, one's huh? a marathon. I'm a little. I'm dreading it editing is. this one. <laughs> I said this is the end of the year one, so maybe it doesn't come out I'm tomorrow. So maybe it comes out to you know. It's it's entirely my fault. Don't <laughs> don't don't you worry. Um, we have reached the conclusion here. So uh, if you have anything that you would like to plug, a link. So where, where can we find you on social media? Uh, this is your opportunity here to to do so. So give us give us the the deets. Um. So you can find me on Twitter. Um at bitchy velour uh that's an embarrassing name i've had it since i was 14 uh then you can find me on instagram uh carolina to alva and that's basically it i am always online at all times um my discord is actually butter dog some with a few numbers i don't remember it's on my twitter um but yeah that's about it want to talk to me i'm always online so all right excellent all right now it is time for our plugs the Combat Chain is on YouTube. You can find us if you search The Combat Chain. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and click the bell notification to know when the latest episode is uploaded. We are available on all audio platforms, wherever you stream your podcasts. Uh, you can also see us uh, these days on the Fab Team Cup YouTube channel. Uh, Adam is handling the production uh, for the live streams and uh, a part-time commentary. And you can see me doing uh, some play-by-play as well, uh, along with a, a great group of uh, content creators uh, making that happen. And uh, obviously uh, sponsored by Fab Foundry. Uh, so big shout out to Fab Foundry for that. The best way to support us is through our Patreon. You can find us at www.patreon.com backslash the combat chain, and you can subscribe to us there. It is a single tier, and it helps us tremendously to keep the lights and mics up and running. And uh, this is where we shout out our patrons, uh, Clark J., Eugene C., Devin Tyquius, and Arcfire. Thank you very much for your support. You can find us on Twitter, of course. The channel's handle is at the combat chain. You can find me at Good, and you can find Adam at from Tulare TCG. Now, Carolina, this might be a little interesting because of that little slight delay, but we're going to make this uh, this work. There is one final piece of business that uh, we we do with our guests here, and uh, I would, if you could humor us, uh, the outro of the show uh, goes goes something along the lines of, "I'm going to say until next week," and then all of us together will say. We're closing the combat chain. We like to ham it up and uh, and, okay. and be in unison and make it make it all sound sound wonderful. Okay. Is that something I can ask of you okay. uh, this evening? All right. Yes, so, and I will. I'll do it like 
half a second earlier. So. All right. Okay. All right. That's nice. <laughs> He's like, I appreciate that. No, All right, no, no, so no. Just I'm, just, review... I'm curious to see how this is going to play out now. This is going to be fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> so just, just as a quick review, I'm going to say until next time, and we're all going to say we're closing the combat chain. All right, are we ready? Until, until next, next week. <laughs> until next year. We're closing the combat chain. We're closing, <laughs> we're closing the combat chain. <laughs> Oh god, you know, best worst one yet. That's okay. You know what? Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna try it one more time. We're gonna try it one more time. And with no, I think we just leave it on that. I think no. that's beautiful. We'll do okay. Well, that is, you know what? That's a, a fitting end, is what it is. All right, that, that's that does it. We're wrapped, we're wrapped, and and cut all right see you next year folks i'm so sorry no it's it is perfect it is it is so symbolically poetically perfect you you have no idea Thank you.